Hi, my name is Joshua Marsingill. And this is Mary Marsingill. Welcome to the Abundant Encounters podcast, brought to you by Bibles for All Ministries at BiblesForAll.com. What you're about to experience is a practice in meditation that we believe will help you in your devotions to receive and celebrate real encounters with the real God. There are two tools we use to help in the receiving of God's abundant encounters in these podcasts. First, the Word, because faith comes by hearing it. And second, a prophetic act, which we will present after the reading of the scriptures. These are two powerful tools that we see used again and again throughout the scriptures. Let's pray. Father God, Thank you for being with us and being for us. We thank you for your kindness and that we have eyes to see it and ears to hear it in the land of the living today. Let your heaven come right where we are now. In Jesus' name, we command anything that would hinder your word bound forever at this moment and forward. We lose heaven all around us We lose all of your best life-giving seeds and ministering angels to encourage and strengthen us today by faith, and we receive it now. Let our thoughts be clear and receptive, exposing every liar and empowering every truth. Amen. Let's continue our encounter adventure through the book of Philippians. Let Paul's wisdom fill you. Pretend you've not heard it before. Hand over your imagination to Jesus' Lordship and let him use it to bring you peace and understanding, vision and purpose. We're reading the book of Philippians chapter 3 from the Mere Bible. The conclusion of your faith is extreme gladness in the Lord. He is your constant reference to bliss. I am not just saying this to be repetitive. Joy is your fortress. There is no safer place to be, but to be ecstatically happy. The circumcision party are the enemies of your faith and freedom. They work with an evil agenda. Be on your guard for them, just like you would avoid a vicious hound on the loose. They have their knives in for you, We give circumcision its true spiritual meaning. Our worship is not defined by anything external that would even remotely resemble the law of works and religious rituals. We worship God in the certainty of our redeemed innocence and rejoice in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Faith righteousness gives substance to spiritual worship. The flesh occupies the religious mind with its own futile efforts to attain to righteousness. I am convinced that circumcision or any work of the law can add nothing to the righteousness that Jesus secured on our behalf. I have more reason than anyone else to rely on my years of diligent and most sincere devotion to Jewish sentiment and rituals. If gaining God's approval had anything to do with striving and personal effort, 
I would be the best in the business. My pedigree is obvious. I received the famous cut when I was eight days old, exactly as the law prescribed. I am Israeli by birth. The head of my tribe is Benjamin. I am a Hebrew of the Hebrews. In my observance of the law, I belonged to the strictest party. I was proud to be a Pharisee. The extremities of my fervor were demonstrated in the way I fiercely opposed and persecuted anyone who identified themselves in Christ. If keeping the law and these credentials could possibly have given me a blameless standing before God, I had it made. The sum total of my religious pedigree and sincere devotion amounts to zero. What we have been gifted with in Christ has reduced what once seemed so important to meaningless information. To esteem the law is to your loss. Faith is your profit. In fact, I have come to the conclusion that every association I have had with that which defined me before as a devout Jew is by far eclipsed by what I have gained in knowing the Messiah. Jesus Christ and his masterful redemption define me now. Religion is like dog poo, and it stinks. Avoid stepping in it. So here I am, found in Christ. I was looking in the wrong place all along. My own duty and guilt-driven religious endeavor snared me in the cul-de-sac maze of self-righteousness, sponsored by the law of works. The faith of Christ reveals my identity. Righteousness defines who God believes that I really am. This righteousness is sourced in God and endorses the authority of faith. Oh, to comprehend the dynamic of his resurrection. His resurrection is evidence of our righteousness. In the revelation of God's economy of inclusion, I actually co-suffered with him and co-died together with Christ. When confronted with death, I actually come face to face with my own resurrection. There may be blurry edges to my comprehending the full scope of resurrection, life beyond the grave, but I pursue the complete conclusion of co-comprehending and fully grasping exactly that which Jesus Christ knew all along about me when he died my death, and to see me in his faith where I am so perfectly included when he rescued and raised me out of the grasp of death. I'm not boasting about this newfound righteousness as if I came up with the idea. On the contrary, I have distanced myself from everything the DIY system of the law of works and willpower previously represented in my reference. Now I'm fully engaged with that to which the prophetic pointed. Christ is whom we were reaching for all along. Here he is in our face within our immediate grasp. I 
have the prize of mankind's redeemed innocence in full view. Just like a champion athlete in the public games, I refuse to be distracted by anything else. God has invited us in Christ to lift up our eyes and realize our identity in Him. We who have discovered our perfect righteousness have our thoughts anchored in Christ. If you still see yourself as imperfect, God will reveal to you that you are wasting your time to imagine that you can become more accepted and righteous than what you already are. So then let the message of grace set the pace. You are free to mimic me as we together impact the lives of many others to follow our footsteps. As you know, I am often moved to tears talking about these things. I am so passionate about the revelation of mankind's redeemed innocence that it makes no sense to me that there can still be people who oppose this message. Many are openly hostile and indifferent to the cross of Christ. Do they not realize that the DIY law system leads to self-destruction? All their devotion to the God of their religious appetites endorses their shame, yet they seem to have no problem with it since their minds are seared with sin consciousness. Our citizenship is referenced in our joint position with Christ in heavenly places. Heaven is not our goal, it is our starting point. Our understanding is sourced in a Savior. We fully embrace the Lord Jesus Christ. The salvation that Jesus is the author of refashions these bodies of clay and elevates us to fully participate in the same pattern of His heavenly glory. The severe contradiction that we might often face in the frailty of the flesh is by far surpassed by the glorious splendor displayed in His human body raised from the dead. According to the working of God's dynamic power, He imprints the mere pattern of His likeness in us. Thus, He subdues all things to Himself. I had a verse jump off the page to me this morning as I did my daily Bible reading. It was Psalms 24, verse 15, where David says to God, Rescue me, Lord, for you're my only hero. Religion for me has been a struggle against toil. Stephen De Silva points out in some of his lessons that the word toil is related to the phrase evil one in the scriptures. The evil one comes to steal and kill and destroy can be replaced with toil, comes to still and kill and destroy, and so on. It is a really spectacular word study in the Bible, or in Strong's Concordance. Religion is evil when I find myself in toil. When I find myself looking to my own hands to produce my own finances or hope, or my own work, or anything, like for Cain and Abel, if I choose toil, then I choose to apply religion to my life in such a way that doesn't leave God as the hero 
who rescues me from my own efforts as my own rescuer. I do find that religion itself isn't the enemy of my soul, but instead, how I approach religious activity gives an open door for toil if I'm not honest with myself. For example, I utilize religious commitment to make sure that I read my Bible daily. I've been religiously reading my Bible for years now with beautiful, heaven-like fruit on the earth. It is a beloved, treasured time of connection for me. I tithe my day, and I tithe my money too. I do it because I want to tell my heart where to live. Tell my money that only God rescues me, and tell my time that toil doesn't save me, but God does. This is a glorious way to utilize religion. In the past, my religious commitments have become just that, however, religious. At the moment that this happens, if I continue to engage, then I find myself immediately in toil. Religion makes a good servant, but a terrible slave master. A master that demands only toil. It will tax our heart to death until it is dead. Where it lies and says it brings comfort, it only brings death, until you are like a zombie walking around with no life left to give. The worst part is that we don't always catch ourselves either unless we look honestly at the things we religiously do. For this episode, let's ask Jesus if there is anything we are toiling in. Jesus, is there any place where I've left my heart in toil? Ask it another way too. Jesus, is my heart dead anywhere in my life? If the answer is yes, ask more questions. If you don't fully understand what he means, ask for clarity. If you feel like you don't agree, ask if there is a wall. Ask if it is safe to take it down. If the answer is yes, ask Jesus to help you take it down with the tool of his choosing. Take it down and then cross over. If it all doesn't come down, ask if there is anyone you need to forgive. You're doing great. Forgive, release, and bless that person. If you move right on to the other side, ask about what you're seeing on the other side. Life without toil is better for all of us. Please 
give it all you have to remove religious duty from your life that isn't serving the cause of Christ and the cause to put so much abundance in you that earth all around you begins to look like heaven. You are an inspired creation here with a purpose and with the hope of life and life abundant. Make sure that you do not settle for religion. Giving up religion in your life might require some drastic change. I'd highly recommend getting counsel for big changes that might be inspired through this process. Don't be afraid. Often God will have us give things up that we've served and only allows Him to come back into the place where we had put that thing. In a way, our new mindset is only bringing about an opportunity to be genuinely rescued. Let's say this together from Psalms 24 verse 15 and allow it to really fill any space that he may have just opened up through repentance. Say, Rescue me, Lord, for you're my only hero. Now together, Rescue me, Lord, for you're my only hero. Today might be a big new day especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God and His heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news, He is for you and not against you. He's hidden there for you and not from you. Seek him and find him. Seek like a king before you share as his priest. What you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth. You'll begin to live there. What is your father doing today? What is he saying? Find out, write it down, giving your thoughts a chance to get grounded as you're writing them out. And this is it. This is how Jesus lived. He did what he saw his father doing. He said what he heard the father saying. I pray blessings on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit, through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters, my friends. I pray that the supply of heaven fill your life with infinite wealth. In Jesus' name. To learn more, visit our website at BiblesForAll.com where you will be able to buy a book and give a Bible. Our vision is that every man, woman, and child can have access to a Bible in their own language. Podcasts like this one survive off of ratings and reviews. We'd love for more people to hear these, and so if you like what you're hearing, then please give us a strong rating. Or even better, give us a full review 
click the link in the description to join our growing community online.